Hello, and welcome to the AfterSpark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Alice. And I'm Spex. And today we are going to be talking about episode 71, The Killing Jar. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Yep. That's not ominous at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just imagining, you know, a fucking jar with insects in it now. <laughs> nope, 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 not going there. I know, I know. Unfortunately, that's where my brain went. So, we open with Ultra Magnus admiring the peacefulness of the faraway stars and lamenting that they're much more trouble up close. Well, I mean, that's accurate. <laughs> it is. Speaking of close, we're way too close suddenly to a quintessence who admires Ultra Magnus as quite the specimen. Where do they hide the camera so we can get this view of Ultra Magnus? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> After a brief interlude next to Unicron's disembodied head, the Quintesson and his stooge disguise their spaceship as the magnificent Skylinks. Who wouldn't impersonate him? They impersonate Skylinks' verbosity quite well, too, uh, pulling Ultra Magnus into boarding by his own free will. Oh, Ultra Magnus. Having now trapped Ultra Magnus, the Quintessons activate a hologram of Rodimus Prime, who promptly begins trying to beat him up. Yay, hard light holograms! Ultra Magnus defends himself just as the Quintessen expected! The ship jets off to Char to gather their next specimen. Said specimen being Cyclonus, who they lure with Broadside? <laughs> now, if you're wondering who the hell Broadside is at this point, much like my freaking self, apparently he was the aerial bot ship. The one that exploded. Good times, guys. Good times. We did not realize he was people. Yeah, I mean, normally they tell us when there's new people, but I guess they just decided to sneak him in there because they couldn't figure out a good time to do that intro. Which doesn't even begin to explain why Cyclonus just hops on in when this is apparently an Autobot triple changer. Maybe they'd just done the design beforehand and they hadn't decided what side it was going to be on? I don't know. Cyclonus just assumes this is a new guy, I guess. I mean, Cyclonus is very young. I mean, really, for a Cybertronian. And I'm so confused because this just should have been Astrotrain. Like, why wasn't this Astrotrain? They had to work in the new people somehow. Hey, kids, come by this guy we didn't even name. <laughs> Surely you will be intrigued by this stud of a plane, I don't know. <laughs> that you recognize on some sort of packaging at the toy store. <sighs> Once on board, the Quintesson puts Cyclonus through his paces, having a hologram of Galvatron attacking Cyclonus. So it's his Tuesday night, got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cyclonus reacts much the same as Ultra Magnus, attacking Galvatron in self-preservation. The Quintessen arrives on Junkion next, luring Rekkar on board with a cartoon clown that they have apparently been broadcasting to his TV. Don't ask. We wish you could give. We wish we could give you a better explanation, but we really can't. We wish there was a better one that we had. The Quintessen then throws Rekkar into an empty room, theorizing that Rekkar will be frozen without any of the clutter found in his normal environment. Rekkar just starts dismantling the room. Making myself more at home, pulling up a chair and the floor to have some fun. Rekkar's an adaptable guy. The Quintessen is confused because he wasn't able to predict Rekkar's reaction. And next up on the Quintessen shopping list, Marissa Fairborn! Where he disguises the ship as an Earth ship with her father on board and arrives at, like, 
wherever her group's headquarters is, which is somewhere in space, nearish to Earth, but not Earth. That's really the only part that's important here. Yep. Marissa's pretty quick on the uptake, realizing that something is very wrong and beating up the simulacrum of her father. The Quintessen comments that violence is always the human's answer, to which I say, excuse me, sir, we will make friends with almost anything, actually, fuck you. (laughs) To be fair, none of us would react very well to someone that looks like a loved one but does not act like them. Yes. So the four specimens are all introduced to each other, though still in individual cells. The Quintessen and his lackey enter, so the Quintessen can gloat about how disposable they all are. Marissa's like, excuse me, I am the space police and these are crimes. This is kidnapping. Kidnapping. And just gonna pause and mention that this Quintessen, much like all the other Quintessens, doesn't really have a name. It is just credited as the Quintessen scientist. Yep. His lackey is an alicon, so I think sharktacon, but more alligator-shaped and green. I still hold that he should have been called a croctacon. (laughs) The quintessent elects to examine Marissa first, activating some kind of suppression device to that end, which causes Marissa to collapse. Rekar is able to disable the suppression device, allowing Marissa to get out and whack, I'm assuming, the control panel... Like, like she, I don't know if she whacks the ship, the control panel or something, but she, she like whacks something that, that is ship related. Yeah. <laughs> so this confuses poor Marissa because an electron storm rips through the ship at the exact same time, tormenting everyone on board. The Alicon attempts to navigate the ship out of the storm as Marissa ineffectively tries to free Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus grabs onto the bars, shorting them out, which also shorts out Rekgar and Cyclonus's bars too, for reasons. Because we're in space and sci-fi, and of course the bars aren't made out of metal, they're made of, like, lasers. <laughs> and it's a cartoon. Yes. When the scientist and the Alicon return to the holding area, the Alicon is attacked by Rekar and Marissa bodily tackles the Quintesson. Meanwhile, Ultra Magnus and Cyclonus go at it. Yay. Marissa attempts to plot a course back home, but finds that the ship is currently getting sucked into a black hole. Marissa would like her day to be normal every once in a while, not getting sucked into a black hole after getting kidnapped by a creepy alien scientist. The Quintessen heads to the back of the ship and attempts to make an escape on the only remaining undamaged escape pod. How convenient. (sighs) Plot. Plot, plot, plot. But Ultra Magnus grabs him out and the pod launches by itself, sucking Ultra Magnus out into space. Cyclonus uses some kind of grappling beam to grab Ultra Magnus back into the ship, saying warriors deserve to die in battle. He has some sort of morals. He does. I don't know where he got them, because Calvatron sure as hell doesn't have them. Yeah, or what even precisely they are, aside from warriors dying in battle. Uh, yeah, it's like he has like a warrior's honor, kind of, I guess. Mm-hmm. Proto-Dinobot. Kind of. That might be why I actually do kind of like him. Although I, I do still stand by that, sadly, I don't feel like the Decepticons are nearly as interesting in Season 3 as they were in, like, Seasons 1 and 2. So, like, most of my yeah. favorite characters in this season actually tend to be Autobots, which is weird for me. Yeah, well, the Decepticons here don't get a whole lot of screen time. You get all Galvatron doing whatever the Galvatron going insane show. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and... You know, I I think Cyclonus is really interesting, especially in comparison to Starscream, but, like, he doesn't- he's not nearly as interesting as Starscream, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, whereas Megatron had 
plotty stuff going on that he would, you know, dispatch individual people or groups out for. Yeah. Galvatron doesn't do any of that shit. No. <laughs> if anybody's doing it, it's usually Cyclonus. Yeah. Okay, let's get back yeah. to... <laughs> Tangents. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, the group discusses their inevitable fate of being sucked into the black hole. And of course, immediately after saying that, no worries, they can maintain this position as long as the engines hold out... An engine just immediately blows up. Well, you just jinxed yourself, Magnus. And the group is sucked into a black hole. <laughs> so in being sucked into a black hole, they are sucked into a negative universe where everyone gets negative color schemes or reversed color schemes or something. So I would say, welcome to a very purple Marissa, a sunshiny yellow Cyclonus, a surprisingly pastel Rekgar, and... An utterly unflattering maroon Magnus. Ultra Magnus then gets handsy with the Quintessen, telling him to come up with a theory to get them out of this universe. So all six of them work together to modify the ship to try and make an escape. They arrive back into their normal universe, where they are met by Skylinks, who is able to escort them back to Cybertron. Cyclonus and Magnus basically call a truce in that they go their separate ways, at least until they meet in on the battlefield again. The episode ends with Magnus waxing poetic about arriving home but still being so very far apart. Also, I just have to comment that throughout this episode, they are all so mean to the Salicon. Which, like, just various things of either hitting him or, ver you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but they have made a point of stating that he really can't fight his quintessence programming, so being mean to him just seems needlessly cruel. They're all war criminals, else, <laughs> and they all lack... They all have issues with empathizing with other species, I guess. True. I don't know. <sighs> True. So join us next time for episode 72, Chaos. Cup's war stories come back to haunt him. Or Grimlock gets a starring role in one of them, <laughs> you could say. Alright, so today, Els... We'll be going over our fanfic recommendations for today. So first off is Colleagues by Eve DeWalris, uh, Continuity's IDW, it's rated G. It is Slash, pairings are Minimus Ambus and Megatron. Our characters are Minimus Ambus, Megatron, Rodimus. Summary, uh, Minimus Ambus and Megatron are married professors at a university, though none of their students know their relationship with each other. This fic is 50% college students being confused about the weird professors and 50% domestic bluff, because of course it is. This is a mini-mags fic. Uh, character or theme rack here is Ultra Magnus! Kind of. <laughs> I know, like... In spirit. In spirit. Uh, since the Minimus Ambus is Ultra Magnus in the IDW comics. Um, it is multi-chapter completed. It is human formers, which is not something I tend to recommend a ton of. And then we have Time Ages in a Hurry by... SDKLR, I think? I still. Skidoller? God. Fuck if I know. Continuity is IDW. It is G. It is Slash. Our pairing is Cyclonus and Tailgate. Our characters are Whirl, Tailgate, and Cyclonus. And in summary, a small post Lost Light domestic tableau. Uh, character theme rack is Cyclonus! Because hey! I actually do have some Cyclonus fix saved, and I was like, sure, sure, throw it at this. Um, it is a one shot. These are mostly just kind of cute softer things, so, you know, have at thee. Well, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of combat in this episode. There wasn't! Really. I will grant you that. <laughs> there was a whole lot of, we've gotta work together! Weirdly enough, yes. Alright, and then our fan 
fan art rec for today uh, is Shark Rocket, which is a great username. Kudos. 10 out of 10. Good rocket. <laughs> good name. Good name. Uh, yes. Uh, we have uh, their Twitter, Tumblr, Society6, and TeePublic. I will say a lot of their shops don't sit ten tend to have a bunch of like transformer stuff on it right now so just fyi mm-hmm. um as far as kind of their arts they've got some really great comics for idw characters uh we've linked a few of our favorites uh for specs pick we have a swab first aid wooing ambulon and i'm clapping yes she she loves this one <laughs> It is it is a pretty great image, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> we uh, have a Deathosaurus and Torn uh, comic, which uh, honestly I don't think I've recommended very much, if any, Tarn art. So here you go. Um, it's, you know, uh, Tarn sort of trying to woo him after some miscommunications. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> and I feel like Deathosaurus is really not uh, understanding the subtext here. No. Um, and then we have Anime Girl Starscream. And the reason I say that is because he's doing the 90s Anime Girl lap, and it is perfect with, let's, let's face it with it, sparkles on the face yes yes this is definitely a thing especially g1 starscream would do and i stand by that statement yes we're all excellent and that just about wraps it up for us today remember to check us out on tumblr or pillow fort as afterspark podcast for any additional information show notes or links we may have mentioned you can also find us on facebook and twitter at afterspark pod all one word in various other locations by searching for afterspark podcast such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Spex. And I'm Alice. Doodles. Frontier Cowboys with Psychic Vampires. That's how I want to go. I want you to jettison my body into the sun.